Hello and welcome to this first episode in the Lenten series, Witnesses, on the First Lutheran Podcast. I'm Jody Hoyt, Director of Communications at First Lutheran Church in Sioux Falls. Today, Pastor Catherine and I will talk to Jonathan Swenson, an ordained Lutheran pastor and creative communicator of the gospel through his performing arts ministry, Paraphrase Theater. Jonathan will be the guest presenter at our worship service on uh, worship services on Wednesday, March 4th here at First Lutheran. So welcome, Jonathan and Catherine, as we begin our podcast today. Good to be with you. Yeah, thank you, Jody. So, Jonathan, it's good. I can actually see you right now. The people listening to this podcast won't be able to see you, but it is good to see you again. Ditto. <laughs> Jonathan, um, you and I have known each other for quite a few years now, haven't we? We have. We go back away, almost a decade. Yes. Jonathan and I met at Mount Carmel Ministries in Alexandria, Minnesota, around the year 2011, we think. Um, and Jonathan, you have most recently served Mount Carmel Ministries as its program director. And my family and I have been attending family camp at Mount Carmel for many years now and have had such wonderful experiences there um, with you guys. I have seen the way that you, Jonathan, guide the counselors in your care, all these young adults who then in turn lead our family and our kids through various activities at the camp. Um, and I've also seen the wonderful ways that you incorporate the performing arts in the ministry at Mount Carmel. And so I guess I'm curious as to how your interest in the performing arts started. You know, if you talk to most actors, I love that question. It's fun to see you in action, by the way. <laughs> um, I only get to see your pastor, Jody, at camp. So she's in official <laughs> mode here. <laughs> oh, not, not a lot of difference, just to clarify, but it's fun. Um, you know, if you talk to most actors, parents, they say something like this person was memorizing jokes um, or imitating TV commercials from the minute they were born. That was me. I was that obnoxious child at age three, you know, reenacting TV commercials and acting out Lawrence Welk episodes on Saturday nights at the family gathering. <laughs> Third child, I guess I needed attention. <laughs> So, um, so from a young age, you just showed a lot of interest in. Yeah, them. I was, I was just always interested in from from the start. Mm -hmm. just had such joy. A couple key memories with musical theater, especially. I have a memory of watching late at night, and we were always told to go to bed early, but Mom let me stay up and watch late. I think it was The Sound of Music or Singing in the Rain, and <laughs> just fell in love with it. And I was breaking the rules. I got to stay up late, so it was a bonus. Uh, but I've, I've always loved it and uh, participated in it growing up in community theater. We had a great community theater where I grew up and just uh, it was a natural uh, gift and just a great love right from the start. Mm -hmm. And so then as you uh, become a young man, maybe you're in high school and things like that. Did you decide to study that further in high school? And yeah. yeah, I always thought from maybe junior high on. It's this gonna. I'm gonna come across as a real geek, which you know I am not. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Maybe I am. So that's a prove I am. In high school, when everybody decorated their lockers with various things, as you can imagine, a high school guy would do. I had pictures of theaters and stages oh. and Broadway and musicals and shows I wanted to do. So it was a passion early on. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I was active in my faith. I've always been active in my faith. I'm a pastor's kid who never went through the typical pastor's kid rebellion. Um, <laughs> certainly had questions. And then as an adult, had some hardships and struggles, you know, where you wonder where God is present. So I, I think my faith has been tested as real, but never really went through that rebellious period. So it was natural to put together um, my love of the arts with my faith life. So we did a lot of skits in church, did a lot of kind of musical theater things. We had a great youth director who would take us on the road to do performances in other churches. Then I was a part of Youth Encounter right after college. Um, I went to Gustavus Adolphus in St. Peter and led the youth outreach program where music and skits were part of it. So it's just always been a part of my life. I thought going into college, I was going to be a speech and drama high school teacher. I love teaching, love preaching. Um, it just seemed like such a natural fit. Got some offers to schools to kind of pursue that. And about halfway through college, I still ended up majoring in psychology and theater. But halfway through, I got a little restless with the theater thing. Um, and started, I took a year off. My junior year didn't do any shows, which I had, you know, done, oh my goodness, three, four, five shows a year since junior high. And just took a year to be away from it. Mm -hmm. I think that was good. I started Greek to prepare for seminary. Wow. Um, didn't have the best experience with that. So I sort of <laughs> delayed that until seminary. Um, had a much better experience in seminary. But I, I always had this tension uh, between the call to ministry, which was sort of the family business and this natural love of the arts. And I could always tell just intuitively how they went together well. But I think in that mind, when you're a young adult, you want to make things black and white and be crystal clear about God's call in your life. Mm -hmm. And so it takes a while to merge those two. So am I boring you yet or should I keep going and answering this question? You are not boring me, Jonathan. <laughs> so, my wife and I get through seminary. I did finish the theater major, did some shows my senior year, um, and was successful at that. But in college, I also went at a time at Gustavus where there were these brilliant actors who have gone on to do amazing shows in Hollywood, um, Broadway. And I think I'm fine. I'm a decent, good actor. They were phenomenal. <laughs> so there was this humbling experience in college, too, of oh, no, I'm the second tree from the left. That's my role with one line <laughs> baby, which was good for me and probably my ego, that experience where you go to college and realize there are other gifted people in the world. Um, so fast forward, when I'm with Youth Encounter, the year after I'm done with college before seminary, that's really when I sensed a strong call to ministry. Um, that's a longer story than I'll go into, but just had a real strong sense, go into ministry. But I wrestled because I thought, as a pastor, how in the world do you have time to still do drama? You know, it's very time consuming. Um, went into my first call, only did one show in the first seven years because I also wanted to see my kids as we raised a family. But it was a positive experience. Um, and then every place we went in our call, there was a community theater that was very flexible with my pastor's schedule. And it was some of the best connecting with people that I would do anywhere we lived because it was outside the walls of the church where people were not putting on sort of their church identity, but more relaxed and being real, warts and all. And I'm a pretty real person, warts and all. Um, so it was a great place to meet people who I knew maybe wouldn't ever come to church, um, mm -hmm. but maybe we could build a friendship there and have some faith conversation. So the two merged over time. Um, and there's a lot more story than that too, but 
it seemed a natural thing. The one other thing I would say um, is I went to a conference or two that really taught about using drama in depth, not just having cliche skits that sort of are, here's a great question of the faith, but um, they wrap it all up in a three minute drama. And if you just believe in Jesus, everything will be fine. <laughs> Life isn't that way. Life is hard, you know? And I, I had some training and learned some stuff about how to do dramas that were more true to life and thus really affect the heart and engage the mind and not just sort of cute stuff that I think church skits also often have the reputation for. You got a lot of answer in one question there. No, I mean, this, this really kind of brings me to something I wanted to talk about. So, um, you know, all, so through the years you've developed for yourself a performing arts ministry, mm-hmm. paraphrase theater, mm-hmm. and, you, and you visit churches, youth conventions, any number of settings, and perform these dramas that are not three-minute skits where the answer at the end is just believe in Jesus and everything is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one you're going to share at our church is a drama called Witnesses, mm-hmm. which I've seen you perform at Mount Carmel. I think I remember you performing it um, one or two witnesses a day, (laughs) like over the, the, the week of family camp. And so it was really neat to see the story of witnesses unfold um, rather than within one hour over several days. Um, Maybe you could talk a little bit about that particular drama and how it became part of your repertoire as a, yeah. Um, So Witnesses, I didn't actually write Witnesses. It's written by a playwright named Kirk Cloninger. So many people who were doing youth ministry in the 80s, especially maybe 70s, 80s, know that name. He is Mm -hmm. still out there performing, but not as much. Um, So when I had just finished seminary, I was in a Christian bookstore and saw a VHS tape tape on this show on the clearance rack. I pulled it off, I watched it and said, I, this is me, I need to do this kind of thing. Tracked him down, Kurt very politely said, well, no, that's mine, I, you know, that's kind of how I make my living, so I don't let anybody else do that, and I got that. Put it on the shelf for 15 years. 15 years later, I'm in, going into sabbatical, I'm gonna take a sabbatical at Mount Carmel at that time, and I think the Holy Spirit prompted me. I just said, what about that Kurt guy? Maybe he'd be more open now. He still wasn't letting anyone else do it, but for some reason, he said, I explained the camp and said, I just do a few characters kind of through the week and I'm on a sabbatical. So it's a chance to try some things out you don't normally get to do. For whatever reason, he said, sure, well, just do it at the camp. Did it at the camp, it went well. Went back to where I was living in the fall. Cedar Rapids said, can I just do it in Cedar Rapids? And that truly was my intention, just to do it one more time where I lived. A number of pastors showed up for that and asked me to come do it at their church. Long story short, gradually over time, I started doing it to the point where people were consistently asking me to do it. And Kurt and I met, he got to know me a little bit, built some trust, saw that I was an okay actor and not gonna ruin his show. (laughs) And kind of let me make it my own. It's his characters, you know, it's his, he wrote it, it's still his drama, but I've had freedom to kind of create and shape it into another actor's version of that. So. It's been fun. That's how I got started. Didn't intend to, but Witnesses then became the base. And since then I've added a few of his other shows and then stuff that I also write. Mm-hmm. Witnesses is eight characters. Some of them are straight from scripture, like Thomas and Peter, um, Barabbas, 
and some of them are imagined, like a childhood friend, uh, a grown man who's reflecting back when he was a childhood friend of Jesus. And they cover very relevant topics, as scripture does, but people don't always connect the Bible with being relevant to today. Um, and so it takes those characters, puts them in a modern day setting. I'm not dressed in my grandpa's bathrobe and slippers with a shepherd's crook. I'm actually dressed just like you and I would today, jeans and t-shirts and things, which helps with the understanding of what would it look if Christ came today. Mm -hmm. And then um, some of them are very funny over the top. You're just laughing and some are quite serious and it, it more or less chronologically makes its way through the gospel story. Um, and by the end, it's quite moving. It's an emotional roller coaster. People often cry, um, very serious, obviously, when we get to the crucifixion and then a sort of a beautiful surprise ending, just like the resurrection is. Yeah. So it's just a, it's really a trip. It's very meaningful to share it with people. Well, I cannot wait for our people to come and to experience this and, and just to be inspired by your ministry, which is that creative communication of the gospel. And I think that's something we all need to work at is how do we communicate this wonderful truth anew? And how do we always, you know, hear it anew for ourselves and afresh for ourselves? So absolutely. That yeah. is that is part of it. It was a significant part of the reason I started it. I had all these friends out in the theater world, as I said, who weren't coming to see me preach and probably never would, but they would come to a play and, yeah. and many of them did. And, you know, we've had some good dialogue about that over the years. So it, it certainly is an outreach in that way too. So we will be encouraging people to invite their friends, invite people they know, um, just for a special, meaningful, reflective night. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. I'm looking forward to it, you guys. It's going to be fun. <laughs> Well, thanks. Well, we look forward to seeing you on March 4th. It's going to be fun. This was fun. Nice to meet you. Jody hasn't said anything, but she's behind the scenes manipulating and organizing. I, uh, as the head. communications yeah. director, yeah, that's what I do. I'm always behind the scenes. <laughs> we do it well. Hey, are we close to our deadline yet? Or can I add one more thing? Oh, I don't know. You keep going. Sometimes people invite me to say a few lines from a character or two. Oh. Is that, you want me to yeah, do that? Or do you want to mystery? Okay, pressure's out now. I should have planned ahead of time what I would say. <laughs> okay, it starts with an innkeeper, uh, the innkeeper when Jesus is born, and he is sort of a money-hungry, just he's a goofy character just to get things going. Jody, you want a room? Three bucks for a room. Not three, I'm not remembering my lines. 30 bucks for a room. Five dollars if you want sheets. You want a room? Of Come course. on in, you're letting the flies out. That's the innkeeper. Before <laughs> we get more serious, if you want a serious one, it would be one of these scenes is just really touching early on. It's this childhood friend of Jesus, and it really addresses the issue of um, uh, bullying. And I do this often at youth conferences, and then we break it down and discuss it. Um, but he's just a very tender-hearted guy who Jesus came to his defense when he was young. Um, so a key line is. I, uh, I, didn't know, I didn't know how to defend myself. I, I put my hands up, you know, the way you do, but I, I, I didn't know how, how to do that. I just wanted someone to be my friend. He was my friend. There you go. Yeah. A little bit of that. Um, so it's fun to do, and it's going to be fun to be with you guys. I think, actually... 
and I can end with this as an added bonus. I think we should get Pastor Catherine up, you know, <laughs> do a little improv, don't you? Yes, for sure. I think so. Oh She's boy! Well, Jonathan has seen me perform a few skits for the Mountain Talent Show, so he he knows I, a little bit of my wild side. <laughs> I know it. It's fun. I love it. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for being here with us, Jonathan. And thanks to those who are listening today. We hope to see you in worship. It's going to be fun. Looking forward to being with y'all. Thank you again for joining us on this first episode in the Lenten series, Witnesses, on the First Lutheran Podcast. Be sure to join us next week as Pastor Catherine Olson and Youth Minister Elias Johnson Youngquist discuss the week's topic, The Healed. Until then, peace to you from First Lutheran Church in Sioux Falls.